Welcome back to Magnificently Black. Um, on today's episode, as you know, it is February Black History Month. We'll be talking about HBCUs. So today we have a special guest all the way from North Carolina. Would you like to introduce yourself, please? Sure. Um, my name is Tamika Phillips. Um, I am me, <laughs> I guess. Um, I'm a graduate of North Carolina A&T, um, class of 2015. Not that long ago, but I still feel old. Um, <laughs> I am a microbiologist by trade, so playing with bacteria, all the fun stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Courtney and Jen are my friends. We go back a little ways. Welcome. Welcome. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so as you see, it, we, we have a video today. We're going to post some video, some vo- video footage. All of us have our HBCU uh, schools on, you know, we we here, we here with it. We here with it. But um, Jennifer, what is what HBCU did you attend? And we could talk about that. And we'll just go around about All right. get some facts, give some information about <laughs> why your HBCU is your HBCU. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I went to North Carolina Central University. So right here in Durham, North Carolina. So I graduated in 1996. So I'm an old head. So (laughs) but uh, (laughs) that's where I attended school. Uh, Well, of course, one of Tamikia's rivals. uh, (laughs) But uh, we're going to be kind in this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, this is just an all HBC love podcast. Right. right. This is. That's all it is. Be like, so I attended what the Virginia State University in Petersburg, Virginia. I am class of 2012. Um, I, as well, I'm a biology major. So I do like, actually I do everything. Anything that's science, I'm for it. If it's technology, agriculture, biology, micro, I'm I'm down to learn anything. Um, So a and T, you you can yeah. you can talk you can talk your <laughs> talk your stuff too. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, I am went to A and T, um, the illustrious North Carolina Agricultural oh, State University. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely a rival Junipers. Um, but we counted all love. Listen, y'all got that MEAC championship, so we here for it. It's, it came yeah. home to North Carolina. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, so just like the other institutions, um, land grant school founded in the 1800s. You know, I'm a biology major as well. So, of course, like I said, I do microbiology, um, anything involving science and a microscope. I love it. So, yeah. So, I feel like by us going to a HBCU, we are people that understand, as they say, the culture and what is a HBCU culture. To me, a HBCU culture is family oriented. Like, I feel like I grew, I found who I was. I was just like, I love it here. Like, yeah. th- this is making me who I want to be in growing up. Cause I'm just like, oh, I found friends. I found what I want to do in life. Like, I actually went to school and was thinking, like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor. And then I was just like, wait, there's different avenues you could take to be a science person and not be a doctor and not have somebody's life in your hands all the time. So like, what do you think is some of the things that made you want to be like in biology or do science things at your HBCU? Like, was it somebody that 
before you got to college made you want to be like, oh yeah, I want to be a, a science major? Or was it somebody at your college that made you want to do that major? Um, I guess I'll go. Um, <laughs> so for me, actually, way before college, like as a little kid, I had overly big dreams, which is okay. But once <laughs> I got older, I realized, girl, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> I wanted to actually be an aeronautical engineer back in the day. I was like, oh, oh. I'm going to fly with NASA, like <laughs> black girl in space. Wow. That's what we're going to do. And yeah. then it was like, okay, let me not because, you know, spacesuits. Uh, yeah, no. So then I was like, okay, I can be a teacher. And then I was like, hmm, maybe not. I love the kids, but I don't know if I can watch your kids and try to teach them for eight hours. My mental state's not there for that. And so then I transitioned into, <laughs> let me do something in the sciences because it still ties together my level of learning. I can still potentially teach others about the subject. Um, and then once I got to A&T, my you know, taking your general courses and things like that once you become um, a major applier or solidify your major. Um, my professor, he's passed on now, um, Dr. Whitaker. He was the best microbiology professor. I will say hands down. Um, anybody who was able to listen to this, um, if you went to a and and you took his micro class, I'm sure you can agree that he loved that subject. He was, he had a go-getter type attitude he was in your face but he was he presented the subject in a way which really made you interested you wanted to sit there and learn I mean I got to class before he did because I loved his class so much we would yeah. he would meet me in the hallway in the mornings like Miss Phillips you're already here I'm like oh yes I am notebook in hand let's go because <laughs> it's like his class because when you have mm -hmm. professors like that that makes you want to learn and it actually mm -hmm. the fact that they actually know your name and know that you are a person not mm -hmm. just a number I feel like that's what HBC HBCUs also give like they yeah. know who you are so it's like yeah. family <laughs> that's yeah. what everybody's yeah. like yeah I'm like you just tell that story. I'd be like, yeah. And mm -hmm. and for me, definitely, I'll mm -hmm. I'll jump in there too. I uh, actually was a biology major as well. And coming from a little town from where I'm from is predominantly white. So there wasn't a whole lot of exposure mm -hmm. to going to an HBCU. I got all of that from my brother who went to Winston-Salem State University. I went to a homecoming there and I saw the gathering of, you know, Black people and, mm -hmm. and everyone just getting along, laughing, having fun, the party parties and everything. And it wasn't all about the parties, but it was just, I wasn't used to seeing Black people come together like that. It was just mm -hmm. so amazing to me to have that kind of interaction with a school. So then I decided as well that I was going to go to an HBCU. I didn't care what my grades were. If I could get into any other school, I was going to an HBCU. Mm -hmm. So I decided, you know, to go to Central. And again, coming from a school in a small town, I really had no idea what I wanted to major in. Didn't know what I wanted to do as far as I was a basketball player. I knew that I wanted to play basketball. Um, but as far as a major, mm -hmm. I did not know. But I took a couple of business courses. I wanted to, I actually was going to go into business management, which I'm so glad I did not do because <laughs> I was terrible <laughs> in some parts of math. 
but I took my, I was like Tamiki. I took my first genetics class and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this class. And then it was attached to a lab and we had to do independent mm -hmm. lab work as well. And I just gravitated towards that. And it's funny, I my first job was in cytogenetics at uh, LabCorp. So I, I just... <laughs> gravitated towards cytogenetics, chromosomes, all this other stuff. And from then on out, I was like, this is going to be my major. Now it did put me behind a year because I spent, you know, a whole semester doing business. So I had to stay a little bit longer, which mm -hmm. was kind of hard for me because I didn't graduate alongside with my friends in May. I had to graduate in December, but I wouldn't change a thing about going to an HBCU. It is a, it's an right. experience that one, you know, as a black female should, you know, get the opportunity to do. I try to, you know, get my daughter involved in those kind of things. I have not taken her to my school for like a homecoming or anything, but I really to. would like to. Yeah, I've got I've got to take her so she can or see that kind of experience. Now she has a choice to where she can go, but I think that, you know, all little black girls should experience that HBCU. Mm -hmm. It gives yeah. them confidence. That's, it gives them, yeah. you know, that drive. Definitely. I was a shy girl coming out of this this small town. North Carolina, North Carolina Central brought me out of my shell. I took a speech mm -hmm. class. I was she was like, you have to get up here and do this speech in front of everybody. You gotta talk. That's when I began to mm. come out of my shell, and mm -hmm. from then on out, I just flourished. Because so this was like I, I wouldn't change a thing. So that, that that's my experience with it. Mm -hmm. That's why I said when you said something about like uh, taking your kid to um, like tours. Like I feel like a lot of times that's one thing that some schools in different areas don't do. They they don't have college tours for students sometimes, or if they do, they're for other schools yeah. that are not represented by our culture. And like, I know our alumni association actually goes to high schools and give pennants out and are just like, here's Virginia State University, come visit us. This is what it looks like. Like we do that all the time. Yeah. But I also feel like a lot of... Mm -hmm. A lot of schools, we have to, as HBCUs, we have to give back to our university too. And that's the one thing I know we just be like, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> Sometimes I ain't got it, but $5, $10, <laughs> they'll set that. They take some money. Yeah. They'll be like, thank you. Yeah. But I wouldn't change. Like you said, yeah. Jennifer wouldn't change anything about going to HBCU. Yeah, I'm very uh -huh. proud to to go into an HBCU, and my husband as well. He he went to an HBCU, Howard. So it's in the family, and my daughter knows every bit of it. We just need to get her, you know, now that she's going to high school, it's the time mm -hmm. to you know give her that exposure, give her that you know that seed. Take, take it to the Eagle and A and T game. Take it to oh, the Eagle and A and T <laughs> game. <laughs> you don't even have yeah. to take it to homecoming just yet. Just take it there. Just. Mm -hmm. Give yeah. it a little taste. That's a, that's a big taste if it's if it's Central and AT for right. sure. That's a whole lot. That's the full experience. She'd probably be like, um, "Mom, when we going back? When is homecoming?" Yeah, and then yep. you have to take her for like, be like, "Well, what type of major she wants? She might, she might go to A T. You never know. I mean, she, she might." <laughs> I, look look I, as much as i would be disappointed um i wouldn't mind it's, it's a great school a&t is a great school yeah. as, as well as central they've cut they've both come a long way since you know i've been there uh you have a lot of programs that weren't there when when i was there the school was flourishing both of them mm. 
So definitely, I wouldn't mind if she went to either. <laughs> and see, that's one of the things when I go on different campuses, I know, like we say, this is nothing but HBCU love. I'm from Norfolk, Virginia. So like I went to Norfolk State games all the time, homecomings all the time, because that's the school my family went to. So when I went to Virginia State, everybody was just like, oh, no, like you can't go to Virginia <laughs> State. It's that's little state and rival. And I'm just like, it's HBCU. We love it. We love it. We love it. So that's what it was in our family. But yeah. actually growing up, seeing that made me want to be like, okay, yeah, I'm not going nowhere but HBCU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. hands down. Yeah. I that That's all it is. But one thing I will say, HBCU did help me explore like different journeys of like joining an organization. As you see, I got... Uh, Blanket behind me, which I am a proud member of. Um, but organizations also help you become more of a like they help you with like speeching and get getting out into the community as well. Mm -hmm. Because I will say that absolutely is one of the things, not just Zeta, but also other organizations that I did on campus that helped me be a person um mm-hmm. but some organizations that y'all might think that might have helped y'all y'all could talk about it you know get, give you shout outs to whomever auntie honestly <laughs> i didn't i didn't join any organizations you know i was in you know things like the biology club and traveling with them but i was mm-hmm. not I mean, all my friends were in a sorority and i had every intentions of, of being in a sorority but i my biology major being behind and declaring my major a little bit later, I just didn't have the time for other outside stuff. I was constantly studying, trying to keep up because as you know, biology and a minor in chemistry is not easy to do. So if I, you know, I, if I could do it again, maybe I would. And there's always times that you can, you know, join an organization outside, like as going Mm -hmm. to graduate school, you can, pledge a sorority or or get into an organization maybe I might do that a little bit later but <laughs> I didn't I did not join an organization but that doesn't mean that I wasn't active in other things with my friends uh mm-hmm. volunteering tutoring I used to tutor um with uh with one of the sororities there on campus so mainly that's that's all I did but I do feel like organizations are are great to be a part of especially if you're struggling to you know find that network of friends and you're trying to mm-hmm. you know get yourself out there and get into different things I think those are the kind of things you probably should steer towards in order to get that exposure but uh, I was pretty independent I didn't so unfortunately <laughs> I, I let I led a boring college life I guess <laughs> no boring not boring at all not boring be like Tamika what did you do in college did you have like um were you like in biology clubs or did you do like internships and stuff um I did do our biology club ours was called Tribeta um so I'm pretty sure it was probably something similar at Central um yeah Mm -hmm. with what you're speaking about Jennifer so yeah I was definitely part of that full-time every meeting always there um I did help out with some of the other organizations that I was in, which were tied into the biology department. So we had things um, like matriculation programs for when you first came into the university as a freshman, um, you would go through a program and then you would transition if you so choose to um, as a sophomore to the higher level um, of the matriculation program. And it just got you out there. Like you did speaking classes about, you know, of course, as science majors, y'all know, listen, then poster board presentations. 
Yeah. <laughs> every <laughs> conference. Every right. conference. Yeah. So, right. This is what I think. Yeah. So those were the things that we got exposed to in those organizations uh, within the biology department. So like you, Jennifer, I I try to keep my head down, keep my head in the books because biology is not easy. No. I don't care what anybody mm-hmm. says. Listen, the sciences in general will have you up here in a corner crying some nights. Yeah. But <laughs> like organic chemistry. Chemistry. Yes. Anything. <laughs> I, I took it twice. <laughs> yeah. Organic is tough. So anybody out there taking that? You'll be okay. <laughs> so yeah, um, you will. just study. Yes. Ask for help mm-hmm. and work yeah, as a definitely. team. Work as a team. Yeah. Okay. Take the notes. Like, listen, yeah. even if you're the only person in the world who can understand your notes, if you can understand them for you, yeah. <laughs> that is key. So those are mm-hmm. things that, you know, I try to do is, you know, join organizations geared towards my major, mm-hmm. um, connect with those professors, connect with the faculty and staff in the departments, um, just to try to be able to. I guess, if you will, have a leg up on some of the other people and try to make those connections. Like, listen, your girl needs some help. Yeah. You know, help me. Yeah. Look, <laughs> I, w- I will um, tell you now, with my, I used to be like, I need help. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if you can help me with this, I can help you with uh, what other, other class. Like, it was a trade-off, mm-hmm. okay? Like, it was yeah. always like, what can we do to help one another? It was not like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm out to get you, um, this, this, this. Because I'm just like, we're here together. Mm-hmm. We're paying the same amount yeah. of money, so, you know? Yeah. like. And there was times I would stay after and, you know, ask a professor, look, I don't understand this, this part of it. Sometimes you have to humble yourself and say, I need to go to the professor and say, I'm not getting this. And, you know, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll help you out if you do that. But if you stand back in the back hiding, you know, not asking questions, getting in some study groups, that was one of the big things for me. I got into a study group with my genet- my first genetics class, and that helped out a lot because we mm-hmm. had one person in there that took very good notes. I mean, notes to the point where you'd be amazed. How did you get all that in in this one (laughs) session? Like I was a terrible note taker. And so getting to know people in your classroom, uh, being active and Mm -hmm. asking questions and being involved in the conversation helps out a lot. And that's that's what I said, like being, um, I've had friends that have said they went to PWIs and sometimes it's like that. And sometimes it's not like that. They've had both experiences, but whatever class I was in at school, I always had somebody that could help me. If -hmm. it wasn't the professor, it was somebody in the class. And that's one thing I will say. That's how I felt like I did grow, like bonds were created. Um, and some of my friendships were created because it was just like, oh, well, I need help in English. Can you help me with this? And I'll yeah. do help you with the science. Like I got the science, but that's one thing I will say, like going to HBCU, you actually learn your fellow classmates, you learn mm-hmm. your professors. And I could tell you this, like one of my professors helped me get an internship, multiple internships. So that's yeah. why I'm like, if I went somewhere else, I don't think I would have got that same treatment. And mm-hmm help and telling me like hey this is what you can do I know you can do this like having people back me as a black female that that came in and it's just like yeah well one thing that uh was hard for me is that when I was in college I mean it might be different for for you Courtney because you were there in way before or later than I was 
is that we didn't have a whole lot of help with internships. That's something we mm-hmm. had to go out and get. And that was really difficult, I think, for me, because how do you get with a big corporation independent, independently as a student without mm-hmm. a professor's backing, right? Yeah. I, so I think universities have come a long way in, in having programs where you get in this class and you're automatically doing this internship as well, right? So for me, that was a bit of a struggle. I had to go out and look for it myself. So the first mm-hmm. two years or three years, I had no internship. I was struggling to get internships like around my close to my senior year. So I think now it's part of a program where you're able mm-hmm. to get that internship, which I think is great because for me, we had to go out and do it independently. And that was very, very hard. So I would say to a student, if you're going to try to get an internship, you have to kind of make paths towards getting, you know, some help into these big organizations, right? Mm-hmm. I see my company do it all the time, but it's the school that's kind of helping them or their mentor or their professor. Yeah. But back in the day when I was in school, and I don't <laughs> want to say I'm an old head, you had to be independent and do that yourself. And that's what I try to instill in my daughter. She kind of stands back, you know, and, and waits for someone to help her do that. And I tell her, sometimes you have to go get it yourself. You got to be a go-getter because it's not always going to be someone there to help you do it. And see, that's the thing is I also feel like, like, could you agree to me here? Like going to HBCU actually help brings that part out of you like that. go-getter mentality Mm -hmm. of okay I cannot stand behind I gotta ask questions oh yeah oh yeah definitely because especially (laughs) like in a way I'm kind of like Jennifer like when I first started even though I was in some of these programs coming in I still had like a shyness about me I was just like "Mm, you know Mm -hmm. so-and-so's already got this in the bag why am I even gonna try you know what I mean like you just kind of could start to pick out the the super brainiacs of the group, if you will. And you were just like, I can't compare to his grades. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. But then the yeah. more you start to open up and kind of learn about yourself, especially over time, um, you're kind of like, no, I deserve this just as much as anybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for yeah. my chance and whatever happens, happens. But I, I at least know that when I look back on this situation, I could say, okay, I tried. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something that going to an HBCU definitely brought out for me because like you know I had the tendency kind of like your daughter Jennifer to just kind of sometimes shy away from it like mm, yeah you mm-hmm. know I, I don't know if I can compare but that's something that and this kind of ties into I guess life as a whole especially as black women sometimes we do that to ourselves we kind yeah. of put ourselves back a little bit like yep. well, we don't mm-hmm. compare to Sally and Karen and whoever. Like, <laughs> you like, know, yeah. we don't deserve that. We don't right. deserve that when we, we are the ones that are more <laughs> deserving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I tell my daughter where there's success, there's failure. There's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of failures before you get to that success. But when mm-hmm. you get to that success, you have mm-hmm. to look back and say, if I didn't do this, if I didn't put myself out there, I would have never gotten to this point. So you have to try it. You have to be upfront. And I know it's hard. It's not easy in the beginning to do it. It's something that you're going to have to push yourself to actually do. Yeah. That Look, that's one of the things that's like, that's why I said being strong-minded is something that you do learn there. And then as you grow older, you actually see that that is a part of you. Like, and when you look back, you're like, okay, yeah, my HBCU did teach me that because it's just like, I I know that I can do this because one of the professors that I had said, don't let nobody 
take your education from you or don't let nobody talk to you down just because Mm -hmm. you attended an HBCU. Like it was like one of the movies that's on Netflix and they've been talking about how uh, it was Lauren London and she's like in the boardroom talking to these uh, white men and they had went to harvard and she went to howard and she's just like howard is the black harvard and they're like oh okay yeah. and i'm just like hey yeah yeah, yeah. well i mean it's a school <laughs> it's a, she she got her education she did what she was supposed to do yeah she she got her degree she's good but so as we tidy up we have a little bit we'll, we'll finish we'll come back another time on another episode we'll have to meet here again so as we um finish up <laughs> on this episode tell us some things that you want people to know uh just about you just just talk freely we can talk and just talk about like okay oh we can talk about it Do y'all plan to go to homecoming this year since it is 2023 y'all can start to plan and you know HBCUs do fill up fast. So is that a yes or no? Yeah, I'm absolutely going. And I'm going to take my daughter and my husband, you know, because he went to Howard. I'm going to let him get a real experience here with the HBCU (laughs) and how we do it here in North Carolina because I haven't done that. So I'm absolutely going for sure. Yeah. As long as everything settles in the cards, you know, these coins are right. First of all, um, (laughs) (laughs) the coins are right. Um, you know, me and my husband both attended ANC. That's where we met. Oh. So, um, yeah, HBC oh. love story. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we'll probably go this year. Um, our friend group, you know, we're all Aggies, so we'll probably meet up with them. Um, they're still in Greensboro, so it's easy. We we'll crash at their place, you know, save some money on these hotel rooms. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like we'll probably just do that. Probably go this year because we didn't get a chance to go the last couple of years because, you know, with COVID. COVID. Being so crazy and COVID is still out and around, mm-hmm. still there. But, you know, 2023, we're like, eh, we feel a little bit better. Everybody's boosted up to the nines. So I think we'll be okay. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I plan to go, uh, Virginia State. We're going to see what's going on, VSU. Uh, so as we finish up, Thank you for joining today on our magnificently black podcast, HBCU history, black history edition. Tune in next time.